Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. I'm really excited today. I have a friend of mine with me who we know each other through various connections. It's kind of weird. We met during DC Pride in 2018, and we know each other through my sister and mutual friend Cassiel, who was a guest previously on this podcast because they were roommates in New York. Welcome, Jamila and Salem. Thank you. I am so excited. I will say, and you also knew my roommate in high school mm-hmm. because Cassiel also went to high school with you guys. It's yes. like a very weird mixed group of people. Yeah. It's crazy. We're all still friends. Like, yeah, years all later. these years after. And the thing is, like, I wasn't even close with Cassiel in high school or really college too much. That's crazy. Then, but kind of friends. But yeah, <laughs> we all just like met randomly in and out. Yeah. Little switcheroos. And blended together. Yeah, it's cute. And hopefully I'll have more of that friend group on here as well, including my sister Morgan, who I talk about enough now that she probably should be a guest. (laughs) Bitches in Canada. Can I curse? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, you can curse. I'll start with first. I heard your name in passing through my sister for so long Mm. where it'd be like, oh, you should really meet Jamila. I think you'd really get along. Oh, that that reminds me so much of Jamila. I really think you guys would get along for so long. And then we had like never met. And then we did, and we, I think, hit it off fairly quickly, and, yeah. and it was really easy. And we're both Capricorns. I was going to say, I don't yes. know if that has anything to do with it. It has everything to do with it. Never deny the stars. <laughs> it has so much. So, and we're both Capricorns. Yeah. But I, from the moment I met you, I think I was very captivated by <laughs> the amount of confidence you have. Oh my God, stop. And going back to the cursing part, you... <laughs> have a very like I don't give a fuck energy yeah and I like very much love that and just like you walk into a room as you are who you are and like doesn't you guys matter can't what's see, happening but I'm in gasping. the room <laughs> like she's true, so like, sweet you're one of the most confident people I've oh, ever met and right it's now crazy. I'm not <laughs> right now I'm so nervous but that is so nice of you yeah. I love that that's so cute yeah and I've that's talked so to my kind. sister about it too because I'm like how is this bitch so confident like what is she putting in her coffee in the morning because mm-hmm. I want a little bit of that I don't know what it is I didn't used to be that's for sure I don't know where it came from I think once I started having sex <laughs> I just like was like oh yeah like I'm very fun and awesome. I don't know why I got my power through that. I mean, I think a lot of women can say that. Like, they feel a lot of power through feeling sexual and stuff. And it just kind of transpired into my everyday. And I mean, I think you can always say, like, as a teenager, you had no confidence or, like, self-assurance or anything like that. And then being an adult probably changes that as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And finding yourself and kind of coming into your own in various parts. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Oh, I like that. That's so true. You've got to, like, realize who you are. Like, you don't feel like you have to fit into a certain type of someone anymore. Yeah. And you're just like, whatever. 
Tell us a little bit about you. Like I said, you used to live in New York with Cassie. Yeah. You actually just moved back to the area. Yeah, yeah. So I moved to New York at first to work at a charter school. For the most part, it was fine because we were working with the kids. Like we all enjoy working with kids. That's why we're doing it. It was horrible. But yeah, I work with kids. I love working with kids. You know, I, and I don't know if this is going to be offensive or not, but like, I know exactly what you're going to (laughs) say. Knowing you, I was. That you like I know. kids and Everyone that you want to work that. with kids, like that blows my mind. I know. <laughs> I don't want children. Yeah. They're not my vibe. Yeah. And so when I met you, I was like, oh, she probably is the same. Yeah, and yeah. I think I used me. to be the same until I, I got to like maybe like senior year. I started working, senior year of high school, not college. I started working in a daycare and I just like loved it so really? much because you get to just be so goofy and stuff. Mm. It, it was just so fun and they're just so adorable. Kind of the way cats are adorable. <laughs> Like, I know you're a cat lover. I'm a cat lover. That's what kids remind me of and, like, just how funny they are. Yeah. And I loved it. And then – but I was – already like, I decided I didn't want to work in education necessarily. Okay. And I majored in communications and public relations. I was going to ask. Yeah, that's also why I wanted to move to New York. I was like, oh, I'll use this as a stepping stone to get into that field. But that did not work out. But you did a lot of stuff in New York because my sister would tell me that you would, like – you were doing, like, all these weird jobs of, like, at a fashion show or something. Like, it was really crazy and cool. Yeah, it, it was. Like, I love doing that stuff, too. But you really have to know someone to mm. j- seriously get into that field. Like, Isn't that life? Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, even harder with, like, celebrity world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is what I wanted to do. Because, like, I just love celebrity gossip. I love media in general. Mm-hmm. Like, even without, like, the celebrity bullshit of it all. Yeah. But... Yeah, so that didn't work out. So then I ended up working with kids again at another daycare in New York. And then why did I leave New York? Oh, yeah, I just couldn't afford rent anymore, basically. Mm. So I had to move back here, which is fine. Like, I was kind of over New York in a way because this is so minimal maybe to some people, but not to me because I'm very unhealthy. So, like, not having a car was hell for me. Like, Really? Uh, you don't like public transportation and walking everywhere? No, I love public transportation. I don't love walking. Okay. Like, it was just so miserable to me. It, mostly in the winter. That's where it got okay. rough. So, like, if you need to go to the grocery yeah. store, and if you have, like, five huge bags you're carrying and walking. Oh, we bought a cart. Oh, We're God. the grannies with, like, a cart that you pull stuff in. I got a cart, and it was always too small. Like, I just, I do, like, big shopping hauls. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just need a car to grocery shop. And that was, like... <laughs> One of the main things that I was like, I need to get out of this city. But I do miss it, of course, like a lot. I think I'll live there again someday. But at the same time, I want to move out of America soon. So I don't even know if I'll have time. And I'm probably going to do a year in L.A. next year. Really? Yes, my roommate and I are probably moving. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) Plus our other friend is there. And I have like three friends over there already. So it would actually be an easier transition than New York. Because in New York... Cassiel was, like, the only person I had at that point. So, and you'll definitely have a car in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere. So, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds. But right now, I am trying to be a teacher. And right now, I'm, like, I was a long-term sub, but they liked me so much that they gave me my own class. Ooh. So, yeah. So, I have one class, where, like, most teachers have, like, five or six, you know? What are you teaching? Spanish. <laughs> sure. And it's only funny because I barely know Spanish. But I did not want to do this. I told them, like, I do not know Spanish that well. I do know Spanish one level. Like, I know how to conjugate greetings, colors, all that. And that's what they do. Okay. What grade is it? 
uh, it can range that like I have a senior in my class because okay. he's like not doing great, for example. But like typically Spanish one, I mean he's great. And it's just, <laughs> like typically it's like freshmen and sophomores, I would okay. say. Yeah. But yeah, I teach Spanish one, but I wanted to teach math, but they were like, no, we're short of a Spanish teacher. And you then like math. I love math. <laughs> I'm I surprised you're talking about. I'm I'm <laughs> seeing multiple things that we don't have in common. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. The way we carry ourselves, we have in common. Yeah. I think like, I think you don't give a shit what people think either. I know, like, That's there's that thing, but, like, true. yeah. No, it is, though. Like, I feel like you'll say what's on your mind. You'll stand up for your beliefs. You'll, like, speak yeah. up when you need to and want to. I guess that's true. I feel that about you. Oh, well, I don't thank know. you. I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe I'm way off. but Maybe I'm just panicking in my head all the time. Yeah. No. And, like, it doesn't come yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't come off that. I would I'm never like, take you as someone that's overthinking anything. Like, you time. seem very sure of yourself to me. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're my queen. Oh, Duh. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now I think we do have a lot in common, obviously. Yeah, we totally do. That's it's so interesting, though. Math. I can't oh. do any math. I'm surprised at that. To save a... Sh- I was in, no surprise here. I was like English. Oh, and duh. Yeah, you love like books. Like history and like geography, like all the time. I couldn't do math. I hate history with all my heart. Mm. I mean, I know why it's important, obviously, but it's so much memorization. Like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I did have a college professor, though. She was really cool, and she, t- you would actually probably really like her because we both like like reality TV and like. Yes, Love Island. Love Island. That's where we really bond. Yeah. And she used to tell our history classes <clears throat> through stories almost as if it was like a dramatized story or show Ooh. or movie. And that. That was suddenly where I was paying attention. Yeah. And oh my god, I would like love that. to take a class like that. That would change. That would have changed my life in high school and college. Like mm-hmm. I would have been so much more into learning. Mm-hmm. But everyone's just always lecturing and shit. Like mm-hmm. it's so boring. Like I can't keep up. Even with my Spanish class, I try my best to make it fun and not lecture. But even that's pretty hard. So I see why. Like it's harder for teachers to do that. But teaching's hard, man. It's like teaching's not a job I want. I was a TA for one summer, and I was like, this is, this is too much for me. <laughs> what class? Do. I TA'd English sixth grade, mm. and I got a kick out of sixth watching the kids. That's why um, I worked with in New York. I did enjoy watching them read or pick up books or do something where it, like, mattered, and you saw them, like, connect to it, and I think yes. that's really fun. I don't have patience, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I would like summers off, but no, I don't have yeah. the patience. I'm not about that, so. I get that. Even I sometimes lose my patience, and I have to, like, reel myself in and be like, remember, they're kids, they're kids. Like, it is very easy to forget. Like, we're just so in our adult worlds. Yeah. And we forget their brains just seriously are not developed, like, at all whatsoever. Yeah. When are you going to start working in Hollywood or media? Is that kind of something you want to do? LA sounds like the choice for that. That's so true. But no, I think I've given up, but I probably shouldn't give up, right? But I don't know, when you get to a certain age, you're kind of pressured to give up, I think. I don't know, like, I would love to be, like, a, a screenwriter for television. I don't know if that's the right terminology. Yeah. But I would have to get one of those, like, screenwriting for dummies or something first. Because, yeah. like, I the classes I took in college were all for PR, mm. not for writing. Um, and I'm not the greatest writer, but I'm, I'm decent. Mm. Like, I could definitely improve. But, yeah, I would love to just – I started writing my own show once. But really? Yeah. That's super cool. But it didn't, like, I quit everything. I'm a quitter. Like, I've always been like that. It's my worst quality. But I'm trying to work on it. Like, I started doing nails, and I haven't really quit that, which is fun. I love it. But I actually haven't done it in a while. But that's just because I'm busy, not because I've, like, 
gotten deterred or anything. It sounds like you like doing a bunch of things. I do, yeah. Like but a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa, did you just make that up? No. It's a phrase. Oh, I, I never think heard I that. said it right. But yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so me. Uh, yeah. I think when I don't get like instant gratification. Not even because I get like I feel the gratification when I finish. I'm like, oh my god, these look so good. Yeah. But instant like recognition. Okay. If that makes sense. Like yeah, I, yeah. I want to get paid or I want like mm-hmm. to get like a decent amount. But I should not think this way. Like I know this is like a horrible way mm-hmm. to think. Well, everybody needs a job to pay for their life. So. Yes. And I think absolutely. There's a very big. I wonder if this is a generational change too, where I feel like our generation and probably younger is like, how do I make my dreams and the things I like my job? Yeah, yeah. I'm not out here trying to work something I don't like. Yeah, everyone's doing the small business and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, influencers. I can imagine lots of them start out as doing something because they love it. Yeah. Versus other generations and probably older generations that like stay at a company for like 25 years, but that's not their life. It's just like where they go to every day. I don't even know how they do that. It's crazy. Oh my God. I would never, I've I've had like 15 jobs. Like I counted them once. I quit so easily. If I'm over it, I'm over it. Like there's another job out there. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know why people put up with like too much. I agree. I've had like multiple jobs that I was coming out of college and like in some ways I liked all of them and there are bits and pieces that I liked or didn't like and I just know that every single one so far has been something where I'm like, oh, this isn't forever. Yeah. This is my paycheck for now and an experience and I've yet to find what will be. The the passion, the like something. You you feel fired up to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's such a hard thing for our generation too because we know so much that's out there and the possibilities that like it almost feels like we'll never be satisfied, Mm -hmm. which sucks. But also, like, we can't get out of that mindset. Mm -hmm. Because even a lot of people will start following their passions and get really successful and be like, now I hate my passion because it turned into a job. Yeah. You know, so I'm scared of that, too. Yeah, you never want to get to that point either. Yeah, it's very scary. I don't know where life will take us all. But But still exploring. Yeah, (laughs) and that's a nice segue into one of the topics at hand, which is happiness. Can you define happiness for me? Oh, my gosh. What's your definition of happiness? I should have looked over your notes better. (laughs) (laughs) I think happiness is when... This is for me. I think for me, happiness is when I can turn my mind off and feel good. Does that make sense? Because I don't like it when I turn my mind off and I feel guilty about turning my mind off. Like if I watch too much reality TV and then I feel guilty for like spending the whole day doing that. You know what I mean? I totally get you. I feel like I can't... (laughs) I have a hard time doing things that are supposed to be pleasurable, like watching TV or taking a bubble bath or painting mm-hmm. your nails or whatever the thing is supposed to be like fun and, and a nice relaxing thing without having something else that I'm doing at the same time, yeah. like job searching or writing a book oh, okay. or like You're whatever multitasker. it is for years. Like I still to this day, I really oh. truly do think it's just like, I don't know how to relax because I yeah. just feel like, well... If I'm doing this, then I'm not doing this. So, like, I yeah. need to, how can I do them all at once? Like, you want to be productive yeah, at all times. productive. That's yeah. the right word, yeah. That's the weird grind culture they've, like, ingrained in us. Like, relax. Not you. Like, <laughs> America. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how to find the balance myself. But, because I will go, like, all the way to the deep end of the other side. Where, like, I will do nothing for way too long. And then I'll look back on it and feel like, wow, I wasted like a whole year of my life kind of thing. Whereas you, I think, force yourself to be productive. And then you feel guilty about that. Yeah. So like we're on different ends of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. I think. But yeah, for sure. Maybe we need to hang out more and give each other a little bit of 
each other what said little quirks. I feel like we drive each other nuts because I'd be like, Camilla, <laughs> why are we just sitting here doing nothing? And you'd be like, we're on vacation. I was like, but yeah. are we? <laughs> oh my God, stop. Yeah, no, that would drive me fucking crazy. I can just see that now. And then me like forcing you to relax. Like, mm-hmm. stop. And mm-hmm. you're like, just let me. When I was thinking about it, I was thinking back that like growing up, I always thought it was this achievable thing. And I feel like as an adult, I've realized that's kind of... For me, like, I would be wasting so much time if I thought it was this one thing I was going to be able to achieve because then I would miss mm. everything along the way. And, like, that's what am so I really true. striving for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you're probably happy and you don't know. Like, if you look back, you're like, that was my happiest time, but when you were in it, you yeah. were, like, appreciating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think back about college now in some respects. Yes. And I was like, wow. So, like, what a good time that was. Yeah. Beyond the work stuff, the, like, classwork and everything, like, yeah. being with a group of people in one space like that and also yeah. having the independence of an adult. It's reckless. It's crazy. Yes. It's wild. It's bold. So it's free. beautiful. Yeah, like yeah. there's so much of it that's chaotic and beautiful at the yeah. same time. And you can always find like plans and not be like a hermit. Like you're kind of more pushed mm-hmm. to like get out of the house and stuff. I think also it's harder for us now because of capitalism. Not to get like too <laughs> intense with it, but it's true. Yeah. Like having to pay bills the way we can like work the hours that we do like that's not the way it is in other countries. It's, like, not natural. It's not normal. The fact that they even have these kids, like, in high school, elementary, and middle school, waking up as early as they do and working, like, what is it, like, eight hours straight? And they have, like, a 25-minute lunch. It's insane. They're, like, preparing them to be in the workforce. Mm-hmm. That's not where – even in Tun- – I'm from Tunisia. I just looked at the microphone. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Tunisia, which is in northern Africa, and they are, like they're, – they're a mix of – Arab culture and European culture because they were colonized for so long. But, like, they do the siesta thing that they do in Spain. And, like, I know they're struggling as well and, like, every country has their hardships. But, like, when I talk to people there, like, you just know they're, like, genuinely happier. You know, they don't have, like, all this anxiety and stuff like that or, like, deep, deep depression unless you've, like, seriously been through something where it's now, like, we all have depression, mm. even if we didn't go through, like, a hugely traumatic, which is fine. Like, obviously, it makes sense, but, like, we shouldn't be this depressed. Yeah. You can just tell. They're just, like, happier and more, like, like inner balance. joy. They have it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess that ties into the happiness thing in the sense, too, of, because now I'm thinking about kids. Like, yeah, true happiness is probably feeling like a kid at all times. Mm. You know, just, like, free they are. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you were saying about college. Yeah. Just, like. Everything is exciting to them. Everything, like, makes them laugh. It's just the cutest thing ever. I know you don't like kids, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just, like, carefree. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. There's not a, uh, like you said, we're, like, the overthinking or thinking yeah. about what people are, think like, saying about you or thinking about yeah. you. Like, as a young kid, you're more fearless. So much. Oh, yeah. I love that word. For real. Well, so what are some of the things that make you happy? Honestly, yeah, reality TV is one of them. (laughs) Like, I just feel like it's just so fun. Like, and I love this because, like, yes, it's stupid, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. But you can learn a lot from yourself. Like, you see someone behaving a certain way and you see that in yourself. You learn a lot about dynamics and I don't know. The psychology of it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's really fun to analyze these people. Have you ever watched Vanderpump Rules? Yes. Kendall, do you love it? Um... You have to get into it. Hold no, no, on. no. I've watched the whole thing. Oh, really? I feel like it's so messy. It. That's why I love it. It's so messy. It is messy. But I will say that, like, 
there are certain characters that have obviously done like such a dramatic shift over the years. Yeah, I like watching and, them grow. Yeah, and so that's interesting. Or when you take something like Love Island and you watch just the way people interact with one another is very interesting. You take yeah. it and you're like, ooh, that is a red flag. Like, I'm going to watch yes. that for that. Oh, my God. Love Island is so perfect for learning red flags. Like, because when you're in it, you don't see it. But when you're outside, you could, like, make that note in your head. Mm-hmm. And then when you're dating, you're like, oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, it's scary. It's yeah. so, yeah, it's very eye-opening sometimes. And it's just fun and yeah. funny. And you just turn off and you don't, like... It's like you don't want any drama in your own life, but you're more than happy to just watch this like thing implode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, From that's afar. so true. Like, oh, it's not happening to me. Yeah. Let me just observe. And I just love talking to other people about it. Like, especially if you disagree, it's so fun to be like, mm-hmm. why are you on her side? And like, hear it all and like mm-hmm. argue. But it's like it's fun, lighthearted arguing. Yeah. It's not like serious, obviously. Yeah. But then you learn something about that other person, or you learn something about yourself, and you're like, hold up, am I? Like in my problem? Yeah, exactly. Is that me? Literally. And I have been. And I saw myself in them. And I, you know, grew from it. <laughs> it's really a literature. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so good, though. It's, it's so, so good. So other than reality TV, yeah. what makes you happy? Um, I love getting excited about a new hobby. I do. Really? Like, it makes me so happy. Like, I love hyper-fixating on something. I was going to ask. I'm a like, hyper-fixator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get obsessed. Even if it's, like, like a new play I love or something like on Broadway, whatever. But yeah, anytime I learn about something new that I'm into, mm-hmm. I love getting hyper It's like a rush. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I love hanging out with my friends, obviously, and family. Like, who makes you happier? You know, it's just the best ever. They just like, I like being with people that genuinely understand me and I don't have to overthink anything mm. I say. Isn't that I can, such an interesting thing? Have you ever like stepped back from a situation and then like, why am I overthinking every word that's coming out of my yeah. mouth? Did I say too much? Did I say not yeah. enough? Do they like me? And then you kind of step back and you're like, am I supposed to be here? Maybe not. <laughs> like, maybe this isn't for me if this is the way I'm feeling about this yeah. situation. Oh, that's so true because I actually have a friend that, like, I still to this day feel that way with. And I'm like, maybe we just are not compatible because, mm-hmm. like, for as long as we've known each other, like, I should not be feeling this way because, like, I don't feel that way as my roommate or any of you know, that group of girls that we're friends with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have a fun question to ask people. Okay. Is there something that happened to you or that mm-hmm. you went through that didn't go as you expected, but ultimately you look back and it was like the best thing that could have happened or you learned yeah. something from it? Can I get really deep? Yeah. Okay. Whatever I'll you're I'll try and make it lighthearted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I don't care, but I don't want to be a downer. <laughs> but... So I was unemployed for a really long time. It was like two or three years and it was deeply, deeply depressing. Like I was like catatonic sometimes. Like it was just horrible, horrible, horrible. Cause like you get to a point where you're really just like, I am bringing nothing to this world. And then the guilt also of like my parents immigrated here and I was supposed to like save them or something. <laughs> like growing yeah. up, you have that thought. You're like, I'm going to buy my mom a house. No, no, no. And then right after call, or not right after, I had a job, but then unemployed for so long. Besides those little gigs I did. Mm -hmm. um, But I think from that depression, what like, at the time, I obviously was like, this is the worst thing Mm -hmm. ever. It really, really led me to open up to my mom because we were not close at all. Like whatsoever. I mean, okay, not whatsoever. That's a little dramatic, but like we just weren't. Mm -hmm. And... 
yeah, she obviously knew something was wrong, of course, but like I would never tell her. I was very, very, very emotionally guarded my whole life. Like I never would tell anyone when I was upset. Obviously, you could see if I'm angry or something, right? But like I definitely grew up with depression, but like it was just really extreme during my unemployment. But I just never talked about it with anyone ever. So yeah, so I think like being like because of how extreme it was, I was forced to open up to my mom and now we're like literally best friends. I can't even tell you, it's the best feeling in the world. Like I never thought we would get to this point. It's the craziest thing. I tell her everything now. Like I can always share whatever with her except my tattoos. That's a little bit of a secret. (laughs) She's Muslim. So, you know, gotta be quiet. She knows about this one though. I have one on my arm that she of course saw, but I have another one on my butt that she doesn't know about. (laughs) But um, yeah, that just like to all of a sudden, like, just feeling so free because my whole life, like I thought like hiding your emotions would make me happier. Mm. But when you really let it out, oh my God, (laughs) it is the best feeling in the world. Like it's unreal. And it taught me how to communicate with my friends better too. Like it showed me like, oh, look how great it was opening up to my mom. It's probably going to be the same if I do it with my friends. And it is. And now like anytime I have an issue with my roommate, or let's say Cassiel, because I'm just going to say her name because the audience knows who she is. <laughs> like, we can just talk about it now. And I don't, I used to hold things in and bubble it up and just like explode out of nowhere kind of thing. And I did that with my mom, do that with my sister. But now like, yeah, I just learned like so many life lessons from that unemployment. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Like the 180 I did with my family because of that. And like, I always thought kind of like, because we weren't close, they wouldn't give a shit, mm. if that makes sense. Or also because, you know, older generations are always like, why are you depressed? You have nothing to be depressed about. Yep. So I thought they wouldn't understand. Yeah. But then, like, after the support they gave me and just, like, like literally my mom would wash my hair Aww. when I was feeling too, like, I like can't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that support just, like, changed my whole viewpoint of them, of myself. It was very life-changing. Co- I, I, COVID was part of it too because my unemployment went into COVID Mm -hmm. and COVID I had to live with my mom so yeah that's where it really started to explode almost because like we obviously fought throughout Mm -hmm. fixing and resolving our issues but yeah it was definitely for the best because I just love that woman now and I really and like I appreciate her more than I ever did and I definitely took her for granted especially because she's an immigrant like I, Mm -hmm. I probably like I saw it but I don't like really see it until you get older as well. That's yeah. another thing. Like once you see, and now that I work with kids, just seeing how tired all these teachers are all the time, just everything, like just seeing yeah. how much adults have to carry. Yeah. And yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely something I never would have thought there was something positive to come out of my depression. Yeah. But there was, there really was. And I'm closer with my sister. Like she was really supportive of me. Yeah. Everybody. It's crazy how like you maybe grow up thinking that oh if you cry you're mm-hmm. weak and you're not getting your point across and you're just yes. being dramatic yeah I know like I'm a crier mm-hmm. I me too any commercial comes on I sob I think it's very important to remember that like you're allowed to have emotions yeah they're natural everybody has them not just women like no everybody... oh my god don't even get me start on that bullshit <laughs> everybody has emotions you're allowed to express them and it's okay to cry it's just like a literal like bodily function that's like happening it's just a visceral reaction to something it doesn't mean anything and to take a moment and then be able to like 
express that is such yeah. a beautiful thing and not everybody has that yeah and to like let it be like fully mm-hmm. like it feels so good to let yeah. it be yeah and I think also taking any kind of opportunity like that where you I don't like to say everything happens for a reason because I think that that negates I was talking about this with a friend recently actually where I just don't think that saying that is kind to the bad things that happen and mm. the people that experience them when like, that toxic that's positivity fair. yeah like that's not fair that they shouldn't have to go through this for like not everything happens for a reason I yeah. do believe that like I personally believe that like ev- you have free will so you constantly have mm-hmm. a choice and based on that choice there are consequences and there are routes that you're going to go down and directions you're going to go in and so being able to experience something horrible and I think the growth in that and the maturity and like the beauty in that is being able to after you've healed from it turn yeah. around and be like well what did I learn from this oh yeah. I learned that next time I'm gonna do xyz or this is not for me this job is not for me this yeah. person's not for me and like I have to then make a conscious effort to not repeat that choice yeah oh, that was beautifully worded <laughs> wow <laughs> I love that I could literally hear you talk all day <laughs> So what are some of the lessons you feel like you've learned in the last two years since the pandemic? I'm going to say the whole opposite of what you just said. Although. Really? Yes. Because I do believe everything happens. Although I don't believe in saying it to people when they're expressing sadness about something. Like like if, you know, someone's family member is sick, I'm not going to be like, everything happens for a reason. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I totally, like, huge, like, because of COVID and my unemployment and all my moving around, I've moved around like a shit ton the past few years, like back and forth and like other stuff, of course, mm-hmm. like boys, you know, <laughs> or girls. You know. <laughs> um, I really believe like the universe puts you on a path that you're meant to be on. Mm-hmm. Like every time something goes wrong, I feel like something happens that explains it to me. You Ooh, know what I'm okay. saying? I'll give you like a stupid example. Like if you're running late, but then all of a sudden, you find a really perfect parking spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Like, I was meant to be late because if I came earlier, I would not have found this spot. Mm. Something like, that's a stupid, stupid example. Yeah, but no, it's but a good example. Not stupid. Let me not knock myself down. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a, yeah. a low-level example. Because yeah. at first, I was so sad to leave New York. But now, like, everything happens for a reason because I ended up living with my best friend, who is my... I'm gonna say her name because I know she won't care Kayla because she's coming on yeah so yeah and she's my best friend ever and like I'm so grateful to be living with her not that I did not love living like I I miss living with Cassiel so so much Mm -hmm. but I'm glad I got to experience living with Kayla as well yeah before one of us you know takes a whole different path and we don't get to live with each other all right so what would you say is a lesson you've learned or something you've noticed that has drastically changed from your younger self to now okay I know how to control my temper now. Mm. Much better. I used to have a really bad temper. I think you're saying because I yelled at you once. Mm -hmm. Also. We also have a different opinion on whether or not I was being yelled at. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) truly. Okay, to me, I was not yelling. Like, I really wasn't. But anyway, (laughs) I used to really go off on, like, you don't even know. Like, that was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But now I don't anymore. What got you to that point or how did you make that transition or that change or find a Uh, way to like contain that? I traumatized my sister (laughs) and I saw that as I got older because we weren't close and I was like, why doesn't she love me the way I love her? (laughs) And then, you know, we talked some stuff out and realized like I was not very kind to her. Interesting. Yeah, but now we're best friends, so it's okay. We worked on it. 
yeah, I think my sister definitely helped me realize it. And then also, every time I move, I meet new people. And I want to freak out on people so bad. And I'm just, like, reminded, like, you're not comfortable with these people anymore. Like, or they're not, like, you're not in a comfort level of your friendship where you can do that. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, like, okay, if I wouldn't do it to the stranger, why would I do it to the people I love? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's been a process, though. It's not like it happened overnight. But, yeah, that's definitely something I've learned is how to control my I constantly think that I should, like, I go from zero to 100 in, in any emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to, down to zero very fast. So mm-hmm. I give people whiplash sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I constantly think I should try to, like, meditate or do something. Like, right oh. now I work. I don't know if you do anything for your frustration or mm-hmm. stress. But I, like, focus very much on my breathing. Mm. It By taking a deep breath in and then a long breath out, like, I feel feel my body go down that and like most of the time I do it listening to music and whether it's and usually it's in a high stress anxious or like frustration or sadness moment I do the breathing and I'm listening to the same song over and over oh that's over that's really good it's comforting it's like yeah and it's just like and it's never the same song like it's a random song that like for that reason for that moment whatever it is this is what I needed yeah just today and then it like it brings me down, and that, like, does that. a lot for me. That's such a good coping mechanism. I'm going to start using that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I guess my version of that is driving. Because, like, I love mm. driving. Like, love, 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 love. It's my happy place, like, for sure. And I love blasting music. So, like, anytime back when I lived with my parents, if I'd get really angry, I would just leave and go drive and, like, blast music. And I would just instantly get happier and calm down. So, like, that's kind of similar, yeah. like, the music thing. What change have you seen in yourself or what is something that you've really learned since coming out of the pandemic, like stepping back mm. out into the world that we're in now that I say it's post-pandemic, but like, it's right, weird, we're still in it. Yeah. yeah. Gray space. I don't know if it's something I've learned. I think it's something I need to relearn, actually. Like, oh. I used to never, ever, ever have anxiety, like ever. And now I kind of do a little bit because of the pandemic, like, I kind of forgot how to socialize a little bit, which is also why I was nervous about this interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's hard when you come out and you're like, how do I socialize? How yeah. do I participate in the world now? Yeah. Like when you were so secluded for so long. Yes, yes, exactly. Like enter the world. Like I was literally just seeing my two cousins, my mom, my sister, the whole because they were living with us at the time. And we just know everything about each other. We don't have to do those mm-hmm. like niceties of like, oh, how's your day? The weather? No, no, no. Yeah, but luckily... What is that? Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's like, it's gruesome. Yeah. Honestly, it's I the was worst. just talking to somebody about that too, like a new friend that I made. Mm-hmm. And we were both talking about how we really like to just jump in. Yeah. Like the small talk, you'll learn along the way. But like mm-hmm. we were chatting and it was just the important things and the things that matter to you and yeah. what you're interested like, in and like getting to know are. you. Yeah, exactly. And then the little things come along the way and I think yeah. that that's... I like, obviously you're going to learn about my job eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it might not even be... Like, your job might not be the thing that, like, makes up who you are. Yeah. Ooh, good one, Kendall. Like, that's your so job true. might not be who you are. It might not be... It might just be the paycheck that you get and yeah. you make your contribution every day that you work. But, like, yeah. it doesn't define you or it isn't you yet and you're so good Kendall you're so good thank you so much (laughs) because that's so true like we place such an importance on it it's like Mm -hmm. it's not everyone's life yeah so what this is my favorite question to ask oh I hope I impress everybody has a different answer okay what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail 
<gasps> what a good question. Oh my gosh. Mm. What would I do? I would, I would be a talk show host. Really? Even though I'm saying interviews make me nervous. Are you like interviewing other people you don't yeah, want to interview? I think I would like that a lot. Like that, like, yeah, that would be fucking amazing. What's yours? Uh, I go back and forth between like a bunch of things. When Cassie was on, we were talking about she wanted to be a dancer, and I was like, I would be She's a such a good dancer. And you're a, you're a good singer, aren't you? Yeah. I haven't heard you, but I've heard. Yeah. I've heard many things. I love to sing. It's my, fuels me. Yeah, and I think that's your passion. It's my passion. So yeah. I'd love to be a singer, and then I also would love to be an author, and I would just love to yeah. like write and live in a different city around the world and write. What a dream. I mean, I don't know what, I think the books would be what's bringing me the income, because I don't know how I'm living in a different <laughs> city around the world, but... So I think that would be really cool. You would, oh my God, I want that for you. Like, I want you can that do that. Like, that's also achievable. Also the podcast. Like, if the podcast can make money, that would be great too. Yeah, yeah. But I hope I think, it does. But again, yeah. like, those are things that, as you were saying, like, those are things that I love. And I would hope that with no failing also meant, like, I would not fall out of love with them because I was doing yeah. them all the time. Good um, footnote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I regret about COVID is not taking advantage of following things like that. You know, you know like what? COVID I knew that would come time. back and bite us in the butt, though. Because <laughs> the whole first half of COVID, everybody's, like, totally falling apart because the world is on fire. Mm-hmm. And then there was a period of time where we're like, okay, this is the time I'm going to learn a new language. I'm going to make friends. Yes. And then I knew if I didn't take advantage of that time, I was going to come out of it and be like, I wasted all of my time at home. Yeah. And I did. (laughs) No, I feel the same. I, like, I try to live with no regrets, but that's definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I did stuff during COVID. Well, they forced you to be at home. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I think, I also wish I had done more of that because I knew so much of the world around me was crumbling or was just in turmoil. And it was so overwhelming. And yet you're also stuck and can't go anywhere or do anything safely. Yeah. And so, like, it would have been a great way to escape. I took reading as the thing to do to escape and whatnot. I do wish I had kind of put energy into some things while I had the chance. And I was, like, locked in my own. Yeah, I get you. But, I mean, it is not too late. Like, we are so young. Truly, we're so young. Yeah. Yeah, so much. You, I'm really into you writing a book, Kendall. (laughs) Like, for real. Okay. Honestly, okay, I might change my answer because I'm a terrible singer. Okay. But I would love to be a pop star. If you star. couldn't fail, you'd be a pop star. I can yeah. do it as a pop star. I would love to be a pop, like Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey level. That's that would how be you amazing. open up to becoming a talk show host. Start yeah. As a pop star. <laughs> After I lose my voice. Yeah. I'm all the smoking. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> that would be so fun. I see that. I like that for you. Okay, my last okay. question. What do you see in the next chapter of your life or what are you pursuing in your life right now? I'll do like a short term and a, a longer okay. term one. My short term is definitely just getting my teaching certificate so I can teach math um, in high school because I realize I like working with high schoolers more because they're like less difficult to like calm down and mm. stuff like that. And, you know, live in LA for a year or whatever. But my my long term thing is moving with my friend and she's the one that I did the Europe trip with. So we just have this dream of opening up a hostel in Ooh. Italy or Malta now. And that's my like end goal is to move there with her and open up a hostel like that is just our dream like to decorate and just be like the best hostel owners ever that people leave like the best reviews about how fun and kind we are and stuff. just think of all the people you'd meet I like, exactly like I love meeting new people like 
it would just be so fun. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that for you. I hope we do it. (laughs) I hope you do it too. Yeah. It'll be fun. Especially too, like, if I do end up having kids, which I do want kids, but, you know, clock sticking biologically. (laughs) If they just were, like, kind of sweet life of Zach and Cody, how Zach and Cody, like, lived in the hotel. Uh If my kids were just always there with us Uh and just got to know so many people all the time and, like, grew up with a lot of culture around them, like... Yeah, that's my dream. That's your dream. I like yeah, that totally. for you. Or a bed really and cool. breakfast. Either or. I'll come stay with you. Yay. Yeah. That would be so cute. You'll stay for free. Aw, oh, thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> well, thank you, Jamila, for joining me. This has been more than I could have asked. Enjoyed our conversation so much. And I appreciate you being here and mm-hmm. being a part of this. She'll be here for the next book club episode Woo. on Thursday. So stay tuned. I don't read a lot. <laughs> But thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Like, I really appreciate you inviting me and asking me to do this. I love it. So cute. All right, everyone. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at Unofficial Book Club Pod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.